Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Monday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you had fantastic weekends and you are ready to roll right into October and continue to dominate and live your life without fear. A lot for us to get into today. Joe Biden caught without a mask in Georgetown alongside of First Lady Jill Biden. COVID vaccine mandates under siege all over the country. We're going to discuss some of the many controversies and conflicts that are emerging there. CNN hammered yet anew for its failure to actually be a legitimate news organization. Supply chain issues build as Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg continues on his paternity leave of sorts. All of that we will be discussing. Also, inflation continuing to surge. But, Buck, I want to start with really the hypocrisy that was apparent when Joe Biden was caught. If you guys haven't seen this yet, I think it should turn into a big story, at least for those of us who are being honest about the COVID cosmetic theater. Joe Biden out to a fancy dinner in Georgetown, with his wife, caught without wearing a mask in flagrant violation of the absurd mask rules of Washington, D.C. Now, certainly, he should be able to go out to a restaurant and not wear a mask. It's not like we're arguing that somehow he's doing something wrong personally. But when you have been engaged in sort of this kabuki theater for as long as Joe Biden has... There's all these videos of him putting on his mask, taking off his mask. He doesn't even know what to do with them. He doesn't know what to do in general. But he certainly doesn't know when to wear a mask and when not to wear a mask. It's pointless. It makes no sense. And when you catch him in a restaurant alongside of his wife violating the very rules that he continues to promulgate, it just points out that so many people out there are that are telling you you should be terrified of covid are not actually terrified of COVID themselves, even 78-year-old Joe Biden. How arbitrary can it get, Clay, before they have to just admit 
that they're making a lot of this stuff up as they go along. I mean, I'll, I'll just give some examples. So in New York, if you are dining outside, which is about to get a whole lot less comfortable because it's finally feeling like That's why like I was fall. asking you if it was cold yeah, yet. It's finally feeling like fall in New York City. It's getting a whole lot less comfortable here to, to dine outside. But if you go indoors... They'll say, where's your vaccine passport? This is actually. You mean if you're sitting outside yes. at a table and like you go inside to, let's say, like go to the bathroom, they ask you, this do you see your vaccine This happened to this me multiple times. They, they've actually stopped me. They say, excuse me, sir, excuse me. You cannot go in and, you know, they, they, they want to see. And, and I'll even say, like, I'm using the restroom, but they really insist on it. But here's here's just an example of it. <clears throat> in New York City, we have a vaccine mandate. We do not have an indoor mask mandate. In D.C., they have an indoor mask mandate. I don't think I don't know if they have a vaccine where their vaccine status uh, situation is right now. But when they're making these kinds of determinations, when they're making these decisions and distinctions, there's clearly judgment involved here. It's not the science. It's what they feel like. Right. How can you if it's so clear that you need to have an indoor mask mandate in D.C., why is it not so clear in New York, because these are judgment calls. Remember when it was what last year, I think right around this time, if memory serves, that all of a sudden there was or maybe I think it might have been later, like November, December. They started talking about double masking. And remember, there was almost like a fashion for yeah, a while yeah. of Biden and the rest would show up everywhere with an N95 mask and a cloth mask on top of it. Why did that go away, Clay? Do they no longer take the virus seriously? It's all so arbitrary, and they pretend it's not judgment calls when it clearly is. And this brings me to what I think is the the root fallacy of Fauciism, is that every stage when they want to do something, they pretend that it's just the science and that any reasonable person would see it this way, even when we look back at what they were making the same claim about a month or two months ago, and they were wrong, right? There's a great clip now circulating of Fauci, Basically saying the vaccine is a miracle that's going to end this thing and it's 95 percent and it's incredible to month to month to where we are now where I mean, how effective is the Johnson and Johnson vaccine after six months? I mean, you look at this data and you say, how could they have gotten this stuff so wrong and still pretend that they're infallible now on these judgments? Well, and and pointing to that. The Today Show is about as unthreatening of a television broadcast as exists in America. By which I mean, if you are sitting down and the Today Show is pointing out the fallacies of your arguments, we've crossed the proverbial Rubicon in terms of the Fauci is the emperor wearing no clothes, right? I want you to listen to this. We talked about it. Fauci, remember, went on with Joy Reid on MSNBC, among others. He also went on CNN, of course. Can't come on this show. Doesn't have time to do it. But he went on those shows and said as college football season started that he was terrified that COVID was going to feast on these packed stadiums all over the country. Hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people every weekend now going to college football and NFL stadiums. And what's happened, cases have plummeted down. Listen to the Today Show ridiculing Fauci and his predictions about the dangers of football. Doctors warned of games becoming potential super spread events, but it never happened. COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths now all down nationwide. 
Cases are now in steep decline in every college football state across the South, including Florida, where hospitalizations fell 64% last month, even as some 90,000 fans packed the Gator Stadium. You see it on TV and it looks really scary because we're not used to seeing that anymore. But in reality, I think the exposure isn't as great as we think it is. Doctors crediting games in open air venues, a vaccination bump during the surge, and natural immunity after Delta swept through younger populations. So that is that report. And by the way, if we could go back and grab Fauci, because right at the beginning of that report, we didn't play that cut. But Fauci is on Joy Reid saying that he believes COVID will be feasting on all of these fans. And Buck, this is a storyline, a narrative that I actually think we can take some credit for on this show because we pushed back against the idea that this was going to be an incredible danger. And now even the Today Show, which is not exactly a right wing publication and certainly is one of, like I said, the least threatening and least forward thinking of all media outlets is out here saying, hey, the experts in quotation marks got it completely wrong as it pertains to these big events outdoors. I got to tell you, Clay, I have a friend who's a brilliant lawyer who came up to me over the weekend. Uh, so I've known a very long time and he just said, you know, look, I'm. I'm not somebody who's really always agreed with your politics, but he's like, I, I've followed your work and I follow Clay's work. And on COVID, you guys have been <laughs> right so many times when I wasn't sure how it was going to shake out or it seemed like you'd have to be wrong. And he says that this show has become essential listening for him because he's like, and he's right. I mean, we know this. There are so yes. few places. How many places when Fauci was running around saying, how many places when Fauci was running around saying that there were, um, you know, the, the the spread at these college football games was going to be a super spreader after they had had the huge concert in Chicago over the summer, of course. Lollapalooza, after they've done all this stuff. He clearly picks and chooses his targets based on politics, folks. Let's yes. just be very honest about this. Who gets shamed and who gets a pass in Fauci's world is whether or not they're part of the apparatus, whether they're a Democrat, whether they're in good standing with the people who are the elites. That's it. And you and I said this. There are other places that do it, but they're not that many. And there certainly aren't that many that have this level of reach. And this is once again a moment where we're right. How many times have we been saying and I appreciate that everyone who listens to us is essentially voting in favor of the truth by listening. How many times did we say in July and August when things were looking really rough in Florida? Look, it's seasonal. It's going to move. Yes. It's going to just looking at the data. And now we're supposed to pretend that Fauci's sudden backpedaling on all this stuff is the Everything. result is the result of the numbers, right? We're about to go into winter, or the result of his Democrat overlord saying, you're starting to become a little bit of a liability for us, and we're going into a midterm election. They know, they know what this is going to look like for them if it continues. Team sanity is winning, and that is starting to drive people crazy. I watched a bunch of stuff over the weekend. Fauci now is coming. Did you see Fauci, like, endorsing every holiday? I thought he was going to be telling people they need to make sure they're celebrating Kwanzaa in as big a crowds as they possibly can. He was saying, hey, everybody needs to be trick-or-treating. Everybody needs to be hanging out with their family for Thanksgiving. Christmas, you should yeah. He's like National Sock normally. Day, National <laughs> Puppy and Chocolate Cake Day. You're out there in the biggest crowds you can be in. You know, he yeah. was all big change from a couple weeks ago. And he was like... I don't know if Christmas happens this year, folks. I don't know. You know, remember that? We were in no, a hundred percent. And then he backpedaled and immediately said everybody can go out trick or treating because it's not a big threat. 
Uh, and oh, by the way, we got a major, if you want to have some fun with this, and fortunately, we got a major obesity issue. People are under more danger every day from obesity than they have been from uh, COVID, especially if you're under the age of like 60, right? I mean, we got so many fat people out there and can't even say that now, but everybody going out and getting more, uh, getting more chocolate, go get more candy, eat it all up. Uh, does that scare you? Is that fat shaming? Have I, uh, have I terrified the, uh, the masses there? I mean, you know, it's some, some you know we're we're all working on it clay you know we're all working on it <laughs> the uh but it is like team sanity is winning in a big way and when i saw that story come out from the today show and i appreciate by the way all of the listeners out there when you guys see this stuff uh sending it to us can make a big difference you i got open dms you know if you see a story that you want us to see i don't keep up with mentions things like that but as soon as i saw the today show i really thought man we are making a big difference uh in the way that we are talking and and even other media are starting to follow our lead and here by the way the Reed and uh, the Joy Reed and Fauci, which was included. I thought this was interesting. It was included in the Today Show report. Listen to Joy Reed and Dr. Fauci talking about how terrified everything is going to be from COVID. As soon as I saw it, I thought COVID's about to have a feast. What did you think? I thought the same thing. I think it's really unfortunate. So that was Fauci talking about the crowds. I just wanted to add that. Uh, because that's him directly addressing the college football crowds and what he's anticipating. And there was no feast for COVID at the college football games. What a shock. No feast at all. But I do want to tell you, you should be having a feast with your family over Thanksgiving and Christmas, and maybe you need the best possible gifts. And some of the best gifts are memories. And your family has somebody out there that's probably the de facto family photographer. Same person who takes on the role of storing all the videotapes, family films. You can count on that person to have all the tapes safely stored away, all organized. Maybe you're even that person making sure that the family story is preserved. But over time, maybe in the back of your head, you're thinking to yourself, you know what? This could be an issue going forward because things don't stay in great condition all the time. You want to shift your old digital uh, digital movies, VCRs, or maybe the slides that you use onto DVDs or digital files that can exist forever, and Legacy Box can do that. They make it easy start to finish. Go online, get a specially made box, ship your pictures, videos, and film. They send you a kit. You send it back, prepaid label. Within a couple of weeks, you get back expertly created digital copies of your family memories, videos, film, photos, all your perfectly preserved originals, too. This is a Tennessee company right in my home state. You can trust them with your family's legacy. And how do people sign up, Buck? so easy and it's a great deal right now legacy box is offering 40 percent off at legacybox.com slash buck so you can start future proofing your past today remember you can get this 40 percent off deal today and then take your time get the box get your stuff together you still get that 40 percent savings when you act now visit legacybox.com slash buck to take advantage of this offer for 40 percent off and then use their kit when you're ready that's LegacyBox.com slash Buck to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for rolling along with us here on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck in NYC, deep behind blue lines here as they continue to make sure that we are masked up. Why not double masked, I ask? Because we were told that that was the serious thing to do. In fact, there was a time not long ago, because it was about a year ago, when they were saying N95 masks are really what you need and anything short of that. And if you're wondering, did anyone take action on this? Germany, for a while, had a medical-grade mask mandate because they realized the cloth mask were, masks were so worthless. So what, did the science change, or did just the fad of Fauciism move on to something else? I think we all know the answer to that. But remember, Joe Biden was supposed to make us all better off, supposed to make things unified and based on the science and all this stuff here is the here is the calming cooling wise old owl presence joe biden telling everybody about 
democracies in the world. We have fewer democracies in the world today than we did 15 years ago. Fewer, not more, fewer, cannot be sustained. That's why from day one of my administration, I've taken concrete steps to put human rights back at the center of our foreign policy and reassert our moral leadership on the global stage to lead, as Chris has so often heard me say, with the power of our example, not the example of our power. I think, <laughs> Clay, it's like, not more, fewer, fewer. He starts reminding me the guy from There's Something About Mary. Seven chipmunks twirling on a branch, eating a lot of sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. Remember that guy in the car? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wonder what it's like, and I hope I never know. And some people might say it's already happened. To be past your mental faculties and end up with a big job. Right? Like, whatever you think of Joe Biden, I, there's zero doubt 20 years ago he would have been far better at being the president of the United States than he is right now. Would have seemed right? that way for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that he would have made better choices. I'm just saying that a 58-year-old Joe Biden is infinitely better than 78-year-old Joe Biden. And remember, I got people kind of fired up a little bit ago. Did you see uh, in an interview, Senator uh, Kennedy, I think, from Louisiana, said that he thinks everybody should have to have cognitive tests involved in government, whether it's Supreme Court justices, whether it's like uh, elected officials, that it's clear that people cognitively decline in their 70s and 80s. And he was not saying it just for Democrats or Republicans. But that's what I said. Remember how fired up the phone lines got? Oh, yeah, they got they got fired up. I mean, can you imagine if we had to have members of Congress take IQ tests? That would be it would make a lot of America would be like, oh, oh, you know, uh, these guys are not so impressive. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that would be. That would be amazing to see. But I, I did think, I mean, it was interesting when I, when you, when you play that clip of Biden, it, it circles back around to that idea. I mean, we had so much discussion about Trump needing to take a cognitive test. Of course. Clay, Nothing they, about Biden. They were putting MDs on TV yes. to diagnose, make believe mental, you know, uh, illness incapacity. issues and mental yeah. capacity issues with Donald Trump on a regular basis. It was like slow news day at CNN. Let's have some quack on to say that Trump's actually crazy. And now we have all these clearly uh, evidence, I think, of cognitive decline of Biden. And it's like nobody can even talk about it. But I got to tell you, do you wake up with pain today? If so, there's a solution to you that's working for so many others with the same kind of pain. It's relief factor. Created by doctors, perfected over 15 years of scientific research, Relief Factor, 100% drug-free product, made for you. They've developed a three-week quick start. You take Relief Factor three times a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, three weeks. You'll know if it works for you. And all it costs is $20. You can join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the $19.95 Buckstad, my wife, both do it. Three-week quick start developed for you. ReliefFactor.com. It's simple. Call 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. That's 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. And you are going to feel the difference with Relief Factor. Do it today. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Monday edition, breaking down everything that happened over the weekend. I hope all of you had fantastic weekends. One of the big battles that is emerging across this country is between state and federal employees, city as well, 
who are facing mandates from their city, state, or their federal government, and they're refusing to comply. We talked about this in the state of New York with healthcare workers. Well, now in the state of Washington, there is a mandate that police officers be vaccinated. And a lot of police officers are standing up against this idea. And one particular police officer in Seattle, Washington, went viral. He was a 22-year veteran of the police force. And if you paid attention to overall crime rate, crime rates, particularly in the Pacific Northwest, Portland and Seattle, little anecdote here, Buck, I flew from L.A. to Atlanta on Delta. We're going to talk about Delta here in a little bit in the show and what their CEO has decided to do about COVID vaccine mandates. But I was talking with a couple of the flight attendants and I said, hey, where did you guys used to like to travel? Where do you like to be held over? And one of the guys said, Portland was one of the best places for us to possibly be held over. He said that city has become so chaotic that they can no longer stay at any of the normal hotels they used to stay at in Portland, and they've now been shipped well outside of the city center. I bring that up because Portland and Seattle have both seen surging crime rates as a result of the defund the police movement. So of all the places that could least afford to be losing experienced and talented members of their police force, I would put those two cities at the very top alongside of Chicago where there's a battle brewing with Mayor Lori Lightfoot as well. But listen to this Seattle police officer who went viral refusing the COVID vaccine. Here it is. This is my final sign off. Um, After 22 years of serving the citizens of the state of Washington, um, being asked to leave because I am dirty. Numerous fatalities, injuries, I've worked sick, I've played sick. We buried lots of friends over these years. I'd like to thank you guys. I'd like to thank the citizens of Yakima County, as well as my fellow officers within the Valley. Without you guys, I wouldn't have been very successful and you've kept me safe and got me home to my family every night. Thank you for that. Wish I could say more, but um, this is it. So State 1034, this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car. And Jay Ansley can kiss my You know, Clay, Robert LeMay, who just quit his job yes. after 22 years as a, as a police officer, this is who you want. Keeping your neighborhood safe. This is who understands how to keep people out of out of harm's way and career law enforcement officers are such an essential part of any community across the country right now you know you've got cops who feel supported and you've got people who bring real experience you know veterans of the law enforcement world uh, they bring that to bear every day and we're all better off as a result when you're losing people like this and the response from so many leftists out there is honestly glee. I mean, they view it as I, I know people listening to this. It might it might be a little bit of a shock, although if you think about it, it, it makes makes sense. They're not seeing this stuff, Clay, and saying we're losing a 22 year veteran of a police force, as you point out, in a city that needs all the yes. top cops they can get right now at a point where the murder rate is way up. And no, they view it as good. Another anti vaxxer gone. They've actually taken it into this place of they they are happy with the purge it's not that the purge is an unfortunate consequence of the realities they think that bad people are being pushed out of their jobs so they want more of this and they want more of this and there are so many reasons why i think that's deeply unsettling as an american deeply unsettling as a human being but beyond that okay 
So are people going to have to lose their jobs? Are we going to kick you know nurses and doctors and cops out of their profession after decades if they don't want to get a booster in six months? If not, why not? I I just want to know where's the standard? What's the what's the red line there? And so then are you going to get kicked out of your job if the fourth booster or the one after that or the one after that? Why not? It's well said, I think, by you. And the other thing I would add to that is that police officers, first of all, I give credit to anyone with the courage of their convictions, like Robert LeMay, this Washington State Patrol officer who made the decision to leave because the courage of your convictions are so strong. But I would also add this, Buck. The people who are likely to have the courage of their convictions and walk out on their jobs are probably people who have the ability and are confident they can find another job elsewhere. And so not only are you losing them, they're probably some of the most qualified and talented at their jobs, right? Because think about it. The people who are most likely to refuse to get the vaccine are people it's not like they're going to go on welfare roles and no longer work for a living they're confident they're going to find another job they may have been thinking about switching jobs already and this was the tipping point a lot of the people who end up meekly submitting are the i would bet the least desirable of the employees because they are not as confident that they're going to be out and go get another job so in other words the people were forcing out i really think you don't buy that i I wouldn't i mean i don't like the the i I understand what you're saying the least desire i mean i think people you know how many kids how many mouths they have to feed i think i think that factors in but if you have the if you know hey i can go find another job you are confident in your employability in a way like I don't think there are very many people who are saying, hey, I'm not going to get this vaccine and I'm immediately going to go on welfare I mean, roles. No, it's not that they're going to go on welfare roles. But if you look at I, I, I think that some people what you're saying is true in a lot of cases. No question. And I think a lot of people listening probably fall into that category. They go, fine, I'm going to go somewhere else, get another job somewhere I'm else. Find fine. Somebody who val- but, I'm going to move. But I'm going to find people who value me more. I'm sure you've had people reaching out to you directly. I certainly have via email and Facebook direct message who listen to the show or, or know our, our other work who say they're leaving their pension behind clay i mean they're they're leaving behind that's I mean, a big you look at a cop like this guy you know 22 years i don't know if if he qualified for his pension already i'm guessing probably but there are some people for whom if they hadn't you know if, if they uh don't finish out they're not going to get it or or now they're in real financial and professional duress so yeah what you're saying is true in a lot of cases but i also think there are people who have been willing to make enormous sacrifice in order to stand up against this and they're worried because they're not necessarily in a position to just sort of go forward with it so i i think no, there's I, I think there are tons of people of who who don't have the ability to leave and i'll also say this i think people like that officer and thanks for his service i also think there's a lot of people buck to your point on pensions who are like screw it this is the tipping point right they may have stayed and continued to work for five or ten more years and they've got that 20-year or they hit that 25-year mark or whatever else, and they've been considering other options, and they're probably really talented at what they've done, and certainly they have. You know, when you lose somebody who's a 20-year veteran, you have a lot of institutional knowledge, not only for what you've built up, but your ability to help the younger guys and girls on the crew who may not know as much. That institutional knowledge, the culture that they've helped to create is a massive loss. And I think we're going to lose a lot of those people, 20, 25, 30-year veterans who may have stuck stuck around for another five years to help mentor, but just say, you know what, I'm so frustrated over this, I'm out. And I give credit 
to anybody. Allison Williams at ESPN, uh, on-air television sideline reporter, tried to get an exemption. ESPN says there are no exemptions. She walked out. I give credit to anybody, Kyrie Irving, who has the courage of their convictions, regardless of profession, and is willing to walk over this because that's really the right. ultimate I courage mean, so, of your so, convictions. Some moment. of them are willing to do it also just as a sign to others and in solidarity with others. One thing that you're seeing happening in the um, you're, you're seeing happening out in Seattle where they're they're right now, I believe today is the day that they have a vaccine mandate deadline. There are Gadsden flags flying. Oh, Don't tread on me yeah. flying from. Some of these patrol cars, some of these police officers showing that for them, this is really about freedom. And it's interesting. There are very there are a bunch of different reasons. There's the natural immunity uh, coalition, if you will. There's the I don't think that this is medically necessary for me group or or, or have concerns about uh, the implications of the vaccine for them long term. And then there's also people for whom this is just a straight up. The government cannot be in a position to top down at the federal level coerce people into getting this shot even some people who've been vaccinated that are saying like screw it like i just even vaccinated people are standing up in big numbers it seems to me and saying the mandate is wrong even people who've made that personal choice themselves this is the, the the essential separation is there's a difference between what you think as an individual of the shot for you or for your family and what you think of the government trying to force the needle into everyone's arms, including small children and everyone else we've talked about. Well, we got the Delta CEO, though, taking a slightly more nuanced stand. We can talk yes. about that. We come back. Delta Airlines, I will say I'm a, uh, I'm a Sky Miles. <laughs> I'm a Sky Miles member, you know, trying to trying to get that silver status going. For many of us, our cell phones are never more than four or five feet away from us. We depend on them that much. That's one of the reasons Verizon, AT&T and T-Mobile feels confident charging as much as they do. I mean, what are you going to do? Cancel your service? No way, right? Ah, then along comes Pure Talk Cellular. They're offering the same exact 5G network using the same exact towers, but for much, much less money every month. In fact, Pure Talk Cellular might save you 50 or $60 a month, if not more. That's real money. An entire family on the Pure Talk Cellular plan can save $800 or more per year. And switching to Pure Talk is so easy. You can keep your number and your phone. You get a new SIM card and easy-to-use instructions from Pure Talk. Listen to this offer. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network, just $30 a month. And if you still want unlimited data, you can still save real money every month regardless. Make the switch to Pure Talk. Clay, their customer service is amazing. I know you, your family. I've got Pure Talk. It's been great. Yeah, they're fantastic. My 13-year-old eighth grader, first ever phone. He loves it. You can check them out for yourself. I've had these guys into my house, met with them face-to-face. They are phenomenal. 30-day risk-free guarantee, so you literally have nothing to lose. From your cell phone right now, here's how you sign up. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. Do it today. Pound two five zero. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport, and I'm Kibi Rappaport, and together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. Buck here in NYC. Clay back finally in Nashville, Tennessee, sleeping at home with the family. No doubt on his Giza dream sheets, because that's what I'm sleeping on, too. But that's uh, one of the nice comforts of home. You have the best MyPillow products, Clay, which is fantastic. It is. After being on the road for 10 days, I got to say, it feels pretty fantastic to be uh, to be back. And I don't know if he was flying Delta Airlines. You see that smooth transition? Yes. But Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian refuses to impose Biden's divisive vaccine mandate, according to the Daily Mail here. He says 90, this is the CEO of Delta, Ed Bastian, 90% of staff are already, uh, have already gotten the shot and they're working collaboratively with employees. They're not going to threaten them with being fired. Now, this is interesting because it's all, so much has been done, Clay, on the threat up to this point of this uh, Department of Labor, uh, OSHA, you know, uh, mandate from the federal government, Right. But they haven't actually rolled it out. It's not clear. And and even that allows for weekly testing. So businesses that have not allowed for a weekly testing mandate have gone not only in advance of, but in a more extreme coercion then. And here you have the Delta. See, look, it's not a perfect situation. I'm sure people are saying, well, why is he going to try to work with people? But maybe what happened last week with the airlines, whether it was 
mostly a sick out or a you know a kind of de facto stay home situation or not has shown some of these companies you don't really want to push for that last five percent if it's going to cost you hundreds or maybe thousands of employees maybe i I, first of all credit to delta for being somewhat logical their ceo in the way that he is applying this uh this mandate I think what needs to happen, and this is what I would encourage everybody out there. You're right, Buck, that we still haven't seen the official OSHA guidelines and seen exactly what that's going to look like. Because, and my my belief is one reason we haven't seen that is because they know they're going to get sued as soon as they issue the official ruling, and they're probably run it running it through the most legally sound minds they can to try to craft this this uh, this mandate in a way that could survive constitutional muster. But larger context here, what I would tell people, if you if you are a CEO, and that there are a lot of them out there, who are listening to us or you're high level in a company, I think what you need to do is just create a su- substantial window of exception, right? Uh, and I'll give you an example. In my kid's school district, there is right now a mask mandate as they are fighting it out legally. Federal judges are kind of going back and forth every different uh, level. But every single religious or health request to the to the exempted from the mask mandate is granted. So that means as a result, a massive percentage of kids, including my own, do not have to wear masks at schools. They're in public school here in Tennessee because they are expansively allowing religious and health-related exemptions without doing deep dives on whether or not that's appropriate. Buck, if you've already got 90%, and you are, which a lot of these companies have, and you are giving aggressive incentives, let's say $200 day off like a lot of places are in order to get the COVID vaccine, why not just grant a lot of exemptions? And say that's a medically quiet uh, issue. I don't think people need to go around and brag about getting an exemption necessarily. But that yeah. final 10%, rather than fire them, just have an expansive uh, exemption. I think that would solve a lot of issues. That's like the people I know who are running around bragging about their maybe not so on the up and up vax cards. I'm like, shh. First rule of vax card creativity, I've heard folks, that's is, wildly popular. I know there's so much of that. There's so much of that going on all over the place. That's one. That's one thing. I, I mean, I, in L.A., I, I, I heard a bunch of people buck talking about how they had yeah. their fake vax cards. I, I, it's very, very common in New York City. I can tell you that. But I think also one of the reasons that the the Biden administration they've essentially been in the background saying we're going to force you all to get the shot in some way. We're just figuring out how we're going to force you and hoping that the private sector, that these companies will do their bidding. And that has largely happened in a lot of places, not everywhere. Obviously, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has said that private sector business mandates for employees, not okay in the state of Texas. Yes. Right. And so now you're, you're setting off this, this really what's going to be a state versus federal constitutional showdown over plenary powers versus the power of the federal government to have such an expansive mandate. But all along with this, I think, Clay, there's also a concern that if they roll out this mandate from the Biden administration, I mean, are they are they really not going to have a natural immunity exemption? Are they not going to have religious exemptions? How will those be instituted? The devil is in the details. Exactly what you're talking about in Tennessee. Well, if they give companies the right to let people opt out for conscience reasons. okay, guess what? Right. So I think they realize it's harder than it sounds. 
not only that, I, I think also one of their big strategies has been to try to scare people into getting the vaccine with the idea that the mandate's coming. I got a good question for you. What if Biden administration says a mandate's not necessary at the last minute because so many people have gotten vaccinated? I, I mean, that could happen. I'm just what, asking. What I want to talk about it. it with I mean, you. I, could you see that suddenly be a loophole that they exploit? I think, think about you it. know what I think. They're waiting to see what the numbers are as we enter winter. We'll be right back. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a and b with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 